Good morning. Today, Bezrat Hashem, we'll be learning Dafnun Tess in Maseches Yevamos. Put away the young kids, Andrew. This one's not for the faint of heart. I'll say this. Obviously, when the Pasuk says, Vehu Isha Ikach, that the Kohen Gadol has to marry a woman only if she is Bivsuleah, uh, which according to some sheetas, as we'll see today, means that she needs to be like a child. It's not culturally exactly what we're used to in modern times, right? These besulim are a bigger deal in those times, or at least thought of differently. Let's get into it. right? Three lines up, two dots from the bottom in Chesam and Beis. Yosef So, if a kohen gadol was mekadesh katana as he should, meaning. Uh, I'll give this part away. You're, you're allowed, if you're a regular Cohen, to marry a woman of, of what we consider normal age. Okay? And then if you get appointed Cohen Gadol, it's uh, what Birnbaum calls the romantic halacha is that you're allowed to keep her as your wife. Okay? That's, that's true. But if you were appointed Cohen Gadol as a bachelor and you wanted to get married, then it's bifsuleikach. Okay? So... What does that have to do with our Mishnah, by the way? Because our Mishnah is talking about what? The significance of, er, what, which is the halachically significant part in the eris, what we call the erisin to kiddush, the kiddushin to nisuin continuum, right? You do nisuin. Yesterday the topic was chuppah. That's what I should have called the shir, chuppah. And then you do the kiddushin and the chuppah and then you do the nisuin. So which is the halachically significant part? So here we're going to see you're supposed to, if you're a Kohen Gadol and you're a bachelor, you're supposed to marry a Katana. Can you do the Kiddushin when she's a Katana and then do what we consider to be the normal, normal thing and wait until she's older to do the Nisuin? Can you do that? Well, let's see. Maybe that's Toloi and our Machlokas between Rabbi and Rabbi Lezer and the Mishnah as follows as we arrive in the Testament Aleph. Mahu, what's the Halacha? When a Kohen, again, was Mekadish the Katana when she's a Katana, Right, and then waits until she's a a little bit older, right, a bogeres, in order to do the nisuin. Says the Gemara, basar nisuin azlinan or basar erisin azlinan, which is to say, if you go basar nisuin, so then he's not allowed to do the nisuin, which is to say, if the nisuin is the halachically significant part, then he would be violating bivsuleikach potentially when he does the Nisuin right after she's already a Bulgaris, which is considered past her prime, right? Past when he's allowed to take her. As opposed to if Basar Kiddushin, Azlinan, right? Or what we call Erisin or Kiddushin. So then it doesn't matter when he does the Nisuin. The only thing that matters is when he does the Kiddushin. Now I would have said, and the Gemara kind of, uh, I mean, the Gemara basically does say it. It says, Right, we're used to uh, learning the first daf of Kiddushin, and kicha kicha misteyefron, and kicha sounds like it's referring to Kiddushin, right? But not so fast. Let's see. Amarla. So Shmuel says, Tnisua. Well, maybe our Mishnah, right, is going to teach you this idea of whether we go Basar Nisuin or Basar Eris, and as follows. Our Mishnah said at the end, Nisarmalu Onis Garshu, Mina Nisuin Pesulos, Mina Eris and Kisheros, right? What was the case there? Let's say 
just to re- refresh ourselves, we had a Bas Cohen who got married and then got divorced. So now she's a Bas Cohen Grusha. Now she wants to, but she, you know, marry. She only wants to eat truma. And once, you, once you're a Cohen or a Bas Cohen married to a Cohen, you really only want to stay with Kohanim. Problem is, a Grusha is not allowed to marry a Cohen. Uh, she did it anyway. She wanted to go marry a Cohen. So she got engaged, Arison, we'll call it engaged, and the coin died. So that's what our mission ended up saying. That if she married the second guy, Isser, that's an Isser Lav. It's not an Isser Karis, but it's an Isser Lav Mido, right? So as we've discussed, she marries that second guy, Isser, she does Kiddushin, so then if he changes his mind and divorces her, or, right, and the Kiddushin are Tophis, because it's only an Isser Lav, so if he changes his mind, divorces her, or if he dies, before they get a chance to do Nisuin, she could continue to eat truma. But if he actually goes through with it and does Kiddushin and Nisuin, then even after, then even if he dies thereafter, she can't eat truma because she had done this puzzle activity. This was the discussion of the last few days. So what Shmuel is trying to say is, well, maybe that's an indication of the fact that the Arison is not the halakhically important part for these Kohanim. The halakhically important part is the Nisuin. After all, it's only after Nisuin that she becomes puzzle for Truma. Ah, so maybe it matters when you do the Nisuin, and therefore, in theory, if that's all that matters, the Kohen Gadol should be able to be Mekadesh, the Katana, and then wait until after she's older to do the Nisuin, right? Because the No, he, he can't do that. Uh, that's right. If all that matters is the Nisuin, then it's the opposite. Then he cannot wait until she's a Bulgaris. The Nisuin itself is the halakhically significant um, act, and therefore that halakhically significant act is, the, is that which must be done while she's still a katana. All right? So in other words, if Nisun is a halakhically significant act, which is what our Mishnah implies for Truma, so therefore the, it's the Nisun must be done while the uh, girl is still a katana. If the Kohen Gadol wants to right, marry her, he better get the Nisun done while she's still a katana. That's what Shmuel responded. The answer of the Gemara is going to be, uh, those two things are not necessarily alike. The truma and when, you, and when she becomes a katana could be two different things. As the Gemara, as Rabbi Chiyah Yosef replies as follows, I can't compare these two cases, right? Right, with respect to truma, we know that the problem is that she becomes puzzle because she becomes a halal because she performs this inappropriate kiddushin, this aser kiddushin, is, is her love. And we know that that is her love that creates a halala is accomplished through bia. That requires nisuin. That is her love is accomplished through actual bia. That we've already discussed. So Kimi, however, right, and, and, and we'll be discussing that uh, more at length uh, soon enough in exactly 10 blot. However, Yeah, I'm just looking at that Pasuk that we said, the aforementioned Pasuk, that when you, you have to take a woman, you have to take her Bivsuleha. And my question is, Which Kicha are we referring to? So we're used to the concept of Kicha de Kiddushin. But maybe it's referring to Kicha of Nisuin. Okay? Fine. So that was his Shaila, right? What, what, what point... That can the woman, right, be uh, be uh, be taken? Can she can it be done? Uh, can the kiddushin be done when she's a katana? And can he wait? 
or does he have to do the nisun when she's a katana? That does not really uh, necessarily apply to our Mishnah, because our Mishnah is talking about the concept of truma, which is clearly uh, revolving around nisuin. Uh, whereas when it comes to the fulfillment of this pasuk of that the Kohen Gadol has to marry a child, right? So that pasuk may be talking not about Nisuin, but it could be talking about Kiddushin. It's a different topic. It has nothing to do with Chalala. Okay. So Shmuel says, wait a minute. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I got an answer to this too. Not our Mishnah, a different Mishnah. The Mishnah we're going to learn soon enough, very soon. What does the Mishnah say? It says, Eres es aha almana v'nismana liyaz kohen gadol yichnos. That was the romantic halacha that Birnbaum mentioned last night. We're going to learn it over the weekend. That if you did the kiddushin for an almana, right? Okay. So an almana is okay. A kohen is allowed to marry an almana. Yeah, the issue is a kohen gadol is not allowed to marry an almana. But when he married her, she was... He was not yet appointed Kohen Gadol. So in his regular Kohen Hedyot stage, he did Kiddushin and Almana, then boom, he gets nominated to be a Kohen Gadol, and he gets appointed Kohen Gadol. Yichnos, just because he's now Kohen Gadol, and his right wife of 20 years is an Almana from another man that he had married subsequently, does not mean that he has to divorce her now that he's Kohen Gadol. He can actually continue, okay, so what does that show you? That seems to imply that it matters not when you do the Nisuin, but rather when you do the Erisin. That should be right. what, what it implies, because after all, this Kohen Gadol did the Erisin uh, before he became Kohen Gadol, and we say, therefore, that it's okay. He could continue to be married to her. However, Rav Yosef is going to reject that with the obvious... Uh, with the obvious idea that that is a different case, because Shiny Hassam says, Rabbi Yosef, he should take as a wife. What does that mean? Well, we're going to see. This is an extra Pasuk. The Psukim are consecutive Psukim in Vayikra. The Pasuk, first Pasuk in Vayikra, Chaf Aleph Yud Gimel says, that a coin Gadol has to marry an Isha Bifsuleya. Then the next Pasuk says, Almana Ugrusha Vachalala Zona Asele Lo Yikach. Right, this again is the coin gadol. The, the coin can't marry a grusha, but here, and a, a halala orizona. But for the coin gadol, he can't marry an almana either. It says, and then repeats it again. Ki'im besula me'amav yikach isha. Has to be a besula. So, isha yikach, yikach isha. What is all this repetition doing here? Well, says Rabbi Yechiel Yosef, that repetition is teaching you the case of the irises almana. It's teaching you a specific case that when it comes to the almana, if he's already married to her when he was a coin head yo, he could continue to stay married to her. That is a separate din, which is to say, the din that appears in the Mishnah on Samech Aleph is not necessarily going to be reflective on all other halachas of whether Kiddushin is tofes or the Erisin is tofes because it's a standalone, right, Gezeris HaKasav. Right, so the Gemara says, what do you mean? Hachanamik Sevisha. But also with the Kohen Gadol. After all, that was the Pasuk. In other words, the, the word Isha Ikah, and then the subsequent Pasuk, Ikah Isha, right? One of these is certainly superfluous. But how do you know that it's the second one that's superfluous? How do you know that it's not the first one? By definition, Barry, if there's two, if there's an extra one, right, then, you, then, then 
we're not necessarily told which one is the extra one. So the Gemara says, Achas Veloshtayim. So first of all, the Havamina was, maybe if it's superfluous, you can learn that both of them, right, can be done, right, in the case that both of them are superfluous. And then maybe both of them would indicate that the Arison can be done uh, in a state of Naris. Not just in an Almana, but maybe also on a Katana. That that's when the Arison can be done. But the Gemara says, no, Achas Veloshtayim. Only one of these two cases is going to be allowed. Now, how do you know which one? Says the Gemara, Umara Isa. How do you know which one? What did you see, so to speak, right, that made you decide that for sure it's the Almana that was, that was Mikadesh that's allowed to be kept around, whereas the Kitana that turns into a Bogaris cannot be? Says the Gemara, Ha'ishtani Gufa, Ishtani Gufa. Yeah. Because in the case of the Kohen Gadol, that was once a regular Kohen Hedyot and got married to an Almana and now has been married for 30 years. And then, and you know, she's 50 and he was just appointed Kohen Gadol. Nothing's changed. So it makes more sense in that case that we're going to say you don't have to divorce her. But in the case of a Kohen Gadol that was Mekadesh, a eight-year-old, and then now she becomes 12 years old, her whole body changed. It's like she, really a different ball game now, and therefore it makes more sense that that one would be the case that is the more stand, that's not the outlier case. Meaning that one, it's more logical to say right, that we're not going to permit that woman, if we're going to permit any marriage to stick together it's going to be the one that's already been together for 30 years. Not the one where she was a child and now she first became, right, a Bulgaris. That's, that it makes sense, less sense that that's the marriage we're going to keep. Uh, I agree with that. Um, but uh, anyway, that's, that's that uh, sugya. And now we're going to get deeper into this coin Gadol uh, situation with the Basula as follows. It says the Mishnah. Coin Gadol or Yisrael Mana, right? That's what the Pasuk says. Good. Bein Almana min Ayersin, bein Almana min Anisuin. Okay. So, mind you, this Almana, unlike Truma, right, where we talked about whether it mattered in the previous Mishnah, that he said that it mattered whether the, she did it, if she did a, right, the Grusha got married by Isser, it, with respect to Truma, it mattered whether the uh, Grusha and the, and whether the husband died or divorced her after Erison or after Nisuin, with respect to the Kohen Gadol, doesn't matter. If she's an Almana of any kind, whether she had been previously engaged, so to speak, with Erison or Kedushin, or if she did full Nisuin, it doesn't matter. Even if she was only a Minah Erison, She's still usher to a Kohen Gadol, bachelor, that wants to get married. And, the Tanakama says, Veloyisa is a Bogaris. He also can't marry, right, a Bogaris, a girl that's already Bas Mitzvah, as we'll say, right, who has the simonim of adulthood. Okay. However, Rabbi Lazar of Shimon, Machshirin Bogaris. Oh, another Machlokas from Mayor Rabbi Lazar of Shimon. Rabbi Lazar of Shimon say that, a bo- that he can marry a Bogaris, that a Kohen Gadol can marry a girl of age. He doesn't have to marry a child. Okay, this is going to be obviously toloy on how they understand the Pasuk of Bivsuleya Hikach. Right, the Tanakhama is going to say Bivsuleya has to be a child. We'll see. Okay, and then another ruling, whether this ruling applies to Rabbi Lazar Shimon and is a continuation or would Rameyer agree with this is a machlokas, but be that as it may, for now, Veloyisa is Mukas Eitz. Right? Kohen Gadol can't marry a Mukas Eitz, which again, you, we will see in the Gemara, but you would imagine is 
an application to this idea of bifsulei kach. In other words, she has to have bifsulim for the kohen gadol to marry her. So let's dig in. Tanarban. Almana lo ikach. Right, as we've said, that's the pasuk. Vayikra chafal afidalid. Almana ugushe chal zonas ela lo ikach. Kim bifsula me'amavi kach isha. Bein almana min erisin, bein almana min nesuin. It says almana categorically, and therefore you would apply that it would be almana bein erisin or nesuin. Pshita. That sounds pasha. Gemara says, not so pasha. Why would you say that? Why do you think that almana, because it's categorically that it has to include Kiddushin, after all, we have a case of an almana in the Bible. There is a case. It's in my bar mitzvah, Pasha Andrew. Maudetema, lelef almana, almana mi tamar. What happened with tamar? In the case of tamar, it says, ma'ala halamina nisun, afkar mina nisun, right? Because the pasuk by tamar says, well, obviously that was a case where what? She had already married. was after she had already married Erva Onan, right? So Nisuin clearly was already done. That was the whole part of the story. So in that particular case, Erva Onan had done Nisuin and she was called an Almana. So there she's an Almana and it's from Nisuin. So Kamash Malan, right, you would have thought, that it's from Nisun. That's why it's not Pasha. It's not obvious. So the Gemara, wait a minute. It's so not obvious that maybe that should be the halacha. Maybe the Kohen Gadol should not, it, maybe every time since the biblical almana is Tamar and she's Mina Nisun, maybe that should be the halacha. Why are we saying that even if she's an almana from a Kiddushin, the Kohen can't marry her? Says the Gemara, no. Because Dumya de Grusha. Because remember, the Pasuk says that, you, that, that a Almana Grusha Vachalala, he can't marry. Well, since Almana and Grusha are mentioned together in the Pasuk, this Almana that we refer to must be referring to an Almana that's similar to Grusha in the sense that what? That Ma Grusha Bain Mina Erisin Bain Minisuin, Af Almana Bain Mina Erisin Bain Minisuin. That just like a Grusha, uh, he cannot marry a Grusha, whether it be it from Erisin or Nisuin. Now, we will see where the source is for that, but really for the case of, right after Erisin, you need a get. Okay, so Grusha, in any case where you need a get, right, is going to require Nisuin. Uh, I mean, rather, I'm saying, in order to need a get, it's already necessary from Kiddushin. So therefore, we're going to say that Almana is going to be the same. That even though the biblical Tamar was an Almana mina Nisuin, for the purposes of the Kohen Gadol not being allowed to marry an Almana, he's also not allowed to marry an Almana minha Kiddushin. Okay. Yeah, in other words, Andrew's asking, how do we, he's essentially asking, how do we know, is there any significance to the fact that Tamar was Mina Nisuin? And so what I'm saying is that was the whole story. The whole story was that she had had Nis, if they had only had Kiddushin, right, the, the Avera of Er and Onan was not that they didn't do Nisuin. The Avera was that they did Nisuin, but not Bia. You understand? In other words, that, that was the point of their Avera. The point of their Avera was that they must have already done Nisuin. Okay. See what I mean? So, so that's how we know that Tamar had to have been Mina Nisuin. Right. Okay. Yeah, also right. Right. Which is, uh, which is why the, the concept of Yivun was already applicable. Yeah. Because there was a lot of, she was in a lot of categories. You're saying, right. I'm saying Tamar is not an easy story. It has a lot of different aspects because she was an Ashish Ish. Uh, I mean, 
she was a she was Kalaso, right, with respect to Yehuda. So that wasn't that wasn't push it. Uh, in other words, well, I guess she was an Amana. Meaning that he potentially performed Kedusha with her prior. Uh, no, no. Well, well, in other words, Yehuda, when Yehuda was with Tamar, yeah. she's still Kalaso, meaning she's his daughter-in-law. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So that's not a. It's not a, so that's not not Pashad either. Okay, but I mean, I mean, the son had already died. She was she had been his daughter-in-law. Biblical times. Okay, you ready? Eighteen. I was once te- teaching in this school called Knesset Yisrael, and it was uh, the Parsha Svayeshev. Parsha, uh, but we weren't talking about Tamar. We were talking about Yosef and his brothers. And I had a whole mahalach uh, set up about how. Um, why, how could the brothers, your own brother, you throw in a pit? How could that be? And I was like, I had a whole thing worked out and, uh, to explain why the brothers could do it to Yosef. Obviously, it's a source of all of our troubles, right? This lack of achdus, we'll call it. You know, like, Tishabov goes back to that and all goes back to that, as we've discussed. But I had the whole mahalach worked out and a skinny hand with a hoodie comes up. I never saw the kid's face. He was like a dementor. And I was like, yes. Like, I was so shocked that he had an answer. And he says... Biblical times, man. Those people were different. <laughs> and we see it here now, right? And actually, I thought that was a better shot than mine. Anyway, so biblical times. Okay, 18, it's not exactly our culture, but 18 lines up on Antesamad Aleph. Velo Okay. Right, so the kind, what, what's lo yisot abogeres? Abogeres, what do you mean lo yisot? She has to be abogeres. So let's see. Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Shimon say that a Bogeres um, is fit for a coin Gadol. So what's going on? The following. Taner Abanan. V'hu isha b'fsulei ikach. Pras la Bogeres shekalu b'fsulei. Right? Lo yisad a Bogeres. We said that she has to marry, he has to marry Katana, right? That was the Machlokas. Right? Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Shimon said that he can. Rabbi Meir says that he cannot. So now we're going to get into that Machlokas. Why would you say that he can't marry a Bogaris? He has to marry a child? Yes. Says in Ebrisa, Bifsulei kach, prat, the Bogaris, Shekalula, Bifsulei, Adiva, Rebbe Meir. There it is. Rebbe Meir holds the reason why the Kohen Gadol, were he to be a bachelor and get married for the first time, the reason why he would have to marry a child is because Bogaris is already not Bifsulei. Something about Bifsulei, Kalula, Bifsulei, Tosmos over here, Kalula, Prat, the Bogaris, Shekalula, Lavdafka, Kalula, Leklomer, Nitmatukzat. In other words, the Besulim have to be fully, fully intact. That's only true of a Katana. It's not true of a Bugaris. Therefore, Rameir reads in the Pasuk, that a Kohen Gadol can only marry a child. Okay? Rabbi Lazar of Shimon and our Mishnah disagree, right? Rabbi Lazar of Shimon, Machshirin, Bugaris. They allowed. How do they allow it? They have, they must read the Pasuk differently. And sure enough, that's the Machlokas. Right? That Besuleya ad ikakolha Besulim. If it just said Besula, so then any Besula would be fine. But Besuleha, it's like you're doubling down on the Besulim, must be like a special Besulim, Kolha Besulim, that you only biologically find in a child, okay? Now, Bifsuleha, and then, that's Bisuleha. And then Bifsuleha, the full, right, impact of the word in all of its accoutrements with the Bays and the Leha, Bichedarcha in Shlokedarcha Lo. Okay, which is to say, Biv Suleha, 
is another thing that a Biyash Lokadarka, so uh, unbelievable idea, Birnbaum could not wrap his head around this, Kohen Gadol must marry a child, and if she had had Biyash Lokadarka, that's okay. That's not prohibited to the Kohen Gadol. Okay, again, culturally not, not so understandable for us. That's Shittas for every mayor. That's how he touches up the whole Biv Sulea part of the Pasuk. What does Rabbi Lazar Shimon learn from this? Rabbi Lazar Shimon, Savri, Besula, Besula, Shlema, Mashma. Okay, so the word Besula itself would say she needs to be a Besula, um, which would have implied that he has to marry a child. However, Besuleha means Vafilu Miktas Besulim, right? From Besuleha, he learns that even a Bogaris is okay, right? She doesn't have the need the full Besulim. And Biv Suleya with the extra base, Achi, you call Besuleya Kayamin. And he learns the opposite, right? That she had, ne- she, that it has to be that she had never previously had any other type of bia, whether it was kedarka or shalokadarka. So, uh, what can I tell you? Rabbi Lazar or Shimon uh, is more in line with our our sensibilities, right? That Khan Gadol, if he wants to get married, he can marry a woman of age. Okay, she can't have been previously married. But she certainly could not have had any previous relations, whether darka or loka darka, because that wouldn't be good. So that's, that's our modern sensibilities. Your mayor is counter to our sensibilities. He has to marry a child, and it's okay if she had biyash loka darka. Okay. But both of them are touching up the word biv suleha differently. Fine. So now eight lines up from the bottom. Remember, Yudam Arav. Let's talk about Relazar Rashimin. He's the one that makes more sense to us. Again, you can marry a Bogaris, and she can't have had any sort of bia. So Amar of Yehuda, Amar Rav, Nivela Shalokadarka, Psula Lekahuna, right? This is referring to Kohen Gadol, right? He holds like Rabbi Lazar, right? That if she's Nivela Lekadarka, she's possible. Masiv Rava, but Rava is going to object here. He says, Velo Tiyeli Isha. This is in a different context. The Naramu Rasa, terrible thing, right? Today's daf is sponsored by Chas Shalom. So we veloti elisha means if a, if somebody violates a woman, then guess what? In those days, again, culturally different, a woman that's violated, you would think the last thing she wants to do is marry this guy. But let's say the only way you can be supported is if you marry somebody. Well, guess what? If the woman's violated, she's stuck. Nobody wants her anymore. She's damaged goods. So the Torah says you must marry. If you violate her, you, you keep her. You must marry her, and you have to pay a knas. To her father, Chamishim Kasef. That's what the pasuk says. Benasu naisha shachevi ma laavi anarach Chamishim Kasef velo siye liisha tachas asherina. And then lo yuchal shal chakoyamav. He can never, unlike a regular marriage that can be terminated with gerushin, this marriage can never be terminated with gerushin. You, uh, you, you made your bed, you sleep in it. Okay, that's beisha ruia lo. It says velo siye liisha. Yeah, that's only going to work if. You're, it's a marriage that's sanctioned, oddly enough. Unbelievable. Again, can you even understand this? Well, you understand what this means, Andrew? It means that if a Kohen Hedyot, let's say, violated a divorced woman, he, because he's not allowed to marry her, in that case, she, he doesn't have to uh, accept this because that Ishus is not sanctioned. And therefore... That woman gets further stuck because she's been violated by a coin, by a coin, and she's already a grusha. Or if a coin gadol violated an almana, right? That would be the same idea. So, 
Now, so how is this, what does this have to do with Rebbe Lazar? Says the Gemara, Hechi dami, my ear mishum almana, mishum ba'ula. Oh, in other words, we have this b'risa. And the b'risa says, almana l'koin gadol. Well, guess what? A koin gadol is not allowed to take a, any sort of woman who had already had bia. So it doesn't matter if she's an almana. Why does it say that she dafka has to be an almana? Right? A Kohen Gadol, by definition, if she was violated, she's already a Ba'ula, by definition. So why does it say almana? Shouldn't have to say almana, says Rava. No. So it has to be elalav, shalokadarka. almana in, mishim ba'ula lo. So what, what Rava is saying here is that, no. The reason why we have to say it's mishim almana, it must be that because she was violated, Shilokadaka, this is against Rabbi Lazar. Now, remember, Rabbi Lazar had said that if she's violated Shilokadaka, she's also to Kohen Gadol. Well, if that was the case, so then it doesn't matter how she was violated, so then by definition, she'd be considered a Ba'ula, whether it was Kadaka or Lokadaka, and then it wouldn't have had to say Almana in the Brisa. Must be that we hold, like Rabbi Meir, that if she was violated, Shilokadaka, the Kohen Gadol could still take her in, and in this case, the only reason he can't take her in is because she's an almana. That's why he uses the Lashon almana. So Rabbi uses this Lashon of almana to say that this Brisa seems to be like Rabbi Meir, that Shalokadarka is not considered Ba'ula with respect to whether the Kohen Gadol could take her. That's the, that's the Raya. As we turn to the New Testament base, having fun, Andrew? Okay, so here we go. The Gemara says, Hamani, Rabbi Meir, right? That's the completion of Rabbi's point. They were holding like Rabbi Meir. Okay. However, the problem is Rav, Rav, Rav holds like Rabbi Lazar. And so what, so what are you going to say? Right? So how are we going to answer this? Ik Rabbi Lazar, my ear mishum ba'ula. Now the truth is, if you hold like Rabbi Lazar, right, so then it shouldn't even, the ba'ula itself should not work. And I'll say it first outside. Well, I'll say it first inside. Typically the Havila Zona. Why the Ha'amar Rabbi Lazar Panoi Abal Pnuya Shalol Hashem Ishus Asa Zona Ah See Rabbi Lazar resonates with our more modern modern day sensibilities. He's saying right because we're reading this Bishal Kedark and we're like how does he even make it into the the, the Gemara? This is nasty, and and Rabbi Lazar agrees with you. He thinks a woman that had the Bishal Kedarka has a status of a Baula. Not only that, he has a status of a Zona, but that also doesn't fit with the Brisa. Why? Because a Zona can't marry even a coin, Hedyot, right? If she was really Ba'ula Shalokadarka, the Gemara is saying now, then according to Rav Lazar, we have another problem that it not only does it not make sense that you need to say Almana by a coin Gadol, but a Grusha by a coin Hedyot doesn't make sense because she doesn't need to be Grusha. She's already a Zona and therefore a coin Hedyot can't marry her either. So is there a case where we're going to say, and what we're going to search for now is, we've got, we want to revive Rabbi Lazar in this b'risa. So how are we going to revive him? The only way to revive him is to propose a case where she's a ba'ula, but not a zona. Right? Because it sounds like any ba'ula is going to be a zona for, right? If she was already had, remember, she already had a b'as shalol shame ishus. So remember, the narama rasa was violated. That's not l'shem ishus. So anybody who had to be a Shalol Hashem Ishus is considered a Zona to Rabbi Lazar. So why are we talking about Almana and talking about Grusha? 
This woman is puzzled to both a Kohen Gadol and a Kohen Adyot by virtue of being a Zona, according to Rebbe Lazar. Unless I can find you a case, Andrew, where she's a Baula but not a Zona. Are you ready to find it? Let's do this. Amar of Yosef, Kigon Shenivar Labeima. Oh my goodness. Bestiality. Well, at least you could say this. The Hasan Mishim Baula, Ika Mishim Zona Leka. That's Baula because there was penetration, I guess you'll call it. But it's not Zona because it wasn't with a human being. Beautiful. He found it. Rabbi Yosef solved the issue. That the, must be that Rabbi Lazar holds that the case, why is it saying Amana and Grusha? Because she's not a Zona, because she was considered Baula from, uh, from a bestiality situation. So I'm like, Abaye, Mimanafshach. I Baula havya Zona, Nami havya. Vi Zona lo havya, Baula nami lo havya. So Abaye proposes this idea that you can't get out of it, Rabbi Yosef. You can't say that bestiality makes you not a Zona. You can't say that. You have to say that Baula and Zona are two sides of the same coin. They are synonymous. If she had any kind of Bia, be it with anything, that's going to make her a Zona. It doesn't matter which, which is Kadarka, Lokadarka, uh, woman, be, uh, uh, um, a uh, human, or a Behema. It doesn't matter what situation she's going to be. If she's Baula, she's a Zona. Well, once you say that, then you can't get out of it ever, right? Then then it wouldn't, the Bryce doesn't make sense according to Rabbi Lazar, right? Because once you say that, there's no reason to say Almana and Grusha because she's already considered a Zona and that's certainly also to any kind of coin, okay? And Abaye is going to, Bavorn Akasha, he's going to anticipate the Kasha. Bavorn is Yiddish for, he's anticipating and rebutting a potential rejoinder, okay? He's, he's anticipating Akasha by saying, Vechitema, mi did the mukas shelokedarka, He's going to say it like this. Abaya says, okay, I'm telling you, every Baula is also Zona. So you're going to tell me, wait a minute, there is a sort of penetration where she's definitely not a Zona. There's something called Mukas Eitz. That's brought up in our Mishnah. Well, you can't say Mukas Eitz Kedarka because that's explicitly in our Mishnah and, and we know that that's Asr. So that can't be the answer, that she was a Mukas Eitz, because then we wouldn't say Almana and Grusha in that context either. That, that, that can't be the case. Oh, but Mukas Eitz Shalokadarka. Mukas Eitz Shalokadarka, we don't even know biologically what that means. Some sort of, right, uh, tissue obliteration Shalokadarka, what does that even mean? Well, what Rabbi is saying is, that's not a thing. Because that is an area that's always Mukas Eitz, and there's no such, we don't, we don't, uh, in other words, whereas with Kedarka, there is such a thing as Mukat Eitz, and there was some analysis as to how much tissue there of the Basulim is left, that, uh, that, that math does not apply to the low Kedarka area, and therefore, that's not an answer. However, be, why? Because Shalom Nasis Mukat Eitz Ali Yeah. In other words, there's, all, there's defecation, there's all this kind of stuff. Um, if she's ever wiping herself and doing all of that, so then... There's definitely mukas eight in that, and therefore we're never looking at that. Okay, okay. Elama Rabbi Zera. So okay, so we're let, let's let's get our head screwed back on. We're talking about we're trying to find a case where there would be a case where there would be what bia without her could be considered a zona, some sort of penetration without her being considered a zona. Rabbi Zera is going to come to the rescue. Ready, Andrew? Elama Rabbi Zera bimema ns. Brilliant answer. You know why that's a brilliant answer? And, and that actually resolves our issue. What's brilliant about Mima Enes? Let's talk about the case. And by the way, this is Masechah Yivala, sponsored to you by Chas V'Shalom. What happened? The woman, 
Unfortunately, the girl became uh, orphaned, right? That's the concept of Mema Enes. That if the girl had a dad, he could sell her off Midor Raisa, right, to marriage. And she would need a get to get out of that Kiddushin. But if she was orphaned, Chazal made the following Takana. Her brother and her mother can sell her off to Kiddushin, but that's a Darabonon. If she decides she doesn't like this, right, and she wants to get out of it, that's only Darabonon. She doesn't need get. She could do Miun. Okay, so let's say she got sold off as an eight-year-old. She, there's, there's Bia. He's living with her like she's what, and they ask her when she, you know, when she comes of age, do you like this? And she says, yeah, actually I don't. I'm, I'm really, I'm ready to, I'm ready to move on from this. This is not my chill. So that's called Miun, okay? Now, once she does Miun, she's allowed to move on. Well, she's been, right, Nivala, but you couldn't call that Znus, Andrew. You can't call that Znus. That was sanctioned by Chazal. That was Kadas Moshe Yisrael. That was allowed. So here he found, he found you, uh, uh, Boelas, that's not a Zona, and therefore it is that case that when it talks about Almana and Grusha, that's the case of the Bryce according to Rabbi Lazar, because she's not a Zona, and therefore it is not partial that she would be Elsa, but if she was an Almana or a Grusha, then it would. How could she be a Grusha? She had to have been a Grusha sub, uh, in, in, in some other um, version, but without getting too bogged down, that would be the case, and that's the answer to have Rabbi Lazar would read the Mishnah even though his sensibilities are that once she would be a Ba'ula, in any other case, she would be a Zona. In the case of a child that didn't, subsequently, that was sold by her mother and her brother and subsequently didn't be one, she's not called a Zona beautiful. Okay, well, once we got on the, concept, on the topic of bestiality, we're going to get into it. 13 lines down. Oh, Rashim Bachia holds like, right, um, uh, he holds that if there was Nivala the Bema like Rabbi Meir, she's still Kasha the Kahuna. Tanya Namihachi, Nivala the Misha Eno Ish, Afa Pisha Biskila, Kshir the Kahuna. Right, this is not a recommended activity, obviously, but technically, with respect to Kahuna, she is still, right, Kshir the Kahuna, as Rashi says. Not only the Kahuna, Afil the Kohen Gadol, right, the Mukas Eitzbe Almahi. That's not considered, right, in order to be considered a Zona, in order to be considered real Bia, we hold that it has to be like a what? Like a, uh, with a human, right? And therefore, it's with, if it's with an animal, it's considered Kamukas Eitz, okay? So in other words, she's Kshere Lakuna, unless she had been with a human being, right? Anytime. Um, now, the issue is, we also said that there's a Machlokas, potentially, about Mukas Eitz. So that's what Rashi finishes off in saying, Uman de Shari, Mukas Eitz Shari Ba, right? If you hold that a Mukas Eitz, is also to a coin gadol. So then, certainly, if she had been with a behema, that's at least as bad as mukas eights, right? Because those things are synonymous. The besulim are gone. So if you say that we don't care that they're, whether they're gone by go- cohabitation or by some sort of traumatic injury, then cohabitation with an animal is at least as bad as a traumatic injury, right? So, but according to the shita that mukas eights is mutter to a coin gadol, a woman that had been with an animal is mutter to a coin gadol. Uh, for better or worse, we're going to illustrate that with a story. Hislo is the name of the place. There was a certain maidel there, and she was doing household chores. And some wild, crazy dog um, was sodomized her. 
Okay, Macharah, as Rashi explains, Shaloka Darka, okay. Vihiksha Rebbe Lakahuna. Wow. Yeah. Rebbe said it's okay, an illustration of that halacha. Okay. Amar Shmuel, Ulkoin Gadol. Right, as we said, it's even for Kohen Gadol. Right, because as Rashi explained, it's considered, according to the Shita, that, it, that it's only if you were cohabited with a human being, this would be okay for a, right, she, she would be um, kosher not only to a regular coin, but to a coin Gadol. However, the Gemara thinks that that is, the Shita of Shmuel is anachronistic because he did not, he lived in the times of the Chorban and there was no coin Gadol. Says the Gemara, be may Rebbe, coin Gadol, mihava? Was there a coin Gadol in his name? So why are you talking about coin Gadol? Yeah, he's talking about coin Gadol for the same reason we're talking about coin Gadol. Because halachically, theoretically, if there were a Kohen Gadol, she'd be riot to him. May the base of Mikdash be restored and Kohan and Gadolim be appointed Okay. So 12 lines up from the bottom of the Testament base. A related halacha. Um, he says to the Ravashi as follows. Right? Where is this idea that there is no Znusla Behema? Let's get a little bit complicated. Esnan Zonim Mechir Kelev, that Pasuk is talking about, right, it's in Devarim, you shouldn't bring Esnan Zonim Mechir Kelev, Beis Hashem Lokecha, right? You can't bring the product of, what's the Esnan Zona? Esnan means you hired uh, a Zona, okay? And then she took the money that she got from that border carbon and brought it to the base of Mikdash. That is disgusting. You don't bring disgusting things up to the base of Mikdash. And this actually came up in Sukkah, believe it, if you remember, uh, Mitzvah Baba Avera uh, concepts. You don't, it's a to'eva, right? The to'eva to bring the Esnan Zona and use that money for kabonis. What's mechir kalev? That's an exchange for a dog, right? In other words, you give etle, uh, you give the, the carbon in exchange for a dog. If it's exchanged for a dog, the dog is considered not, not uh, kavadik, and therefore that tle cannot be used as a, right, as a carbon. However, amazingly, that's the pasuk. But if you did Esnan kalev and mechir Zona, Right, which is exchange for a zona and payment hired a dog, that you can do. That's a Mishnah in Tamura. Utnan, we learn the Mishnah in Tamura. Esnan Kalev Mechir Zona Mutarin. Right? So Esnan Zona is what's Asr. Esnan Kalev is Mutar. How do you have Esnan Kalev? Rashi says, you hire a zona to be with a dog. In other words, Esnan means, right? This is not for the faint of heart, guys, sorry. Um, you hire. Right? Esnan means that you hire. So how do you hire a dog? What are you hiring a dog for? No. You're hiring a Zona to be with a dog, and then she takes that money. That money can be used, amazingly. Why? Mishum shenemar, gam shneim, shnaim below arba. Right? Only those two cases. Of dafka, Esnan, Zona, and Mechir, Kelev are also. But Esnan, Kelev, and Mechir, Zona, that's okay. Okay? That's that halacha. Now, that's the kasha. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. You hired the Zona to be with a dog. Well, how can you use that? If, in fact, bestiality was considered Znus, then that would be Zona. Well, obviously she's called a Zona. But the question is, did she technically do Znus? So if you hired her for her services, that's certainly Znus, and it can't be used. But Esnan Kelev would be hiring her for Znus were bestiality to be considered Znus, and therefore it would fall under the category of Esnan Zona, where bestiality be Yasser, must be, since that's Mutter, bestiality is not Znus. Oh, what a great Raya. What a great way to start the day. Tanur
Anusas atzma, mufusas atzma lo yisa. The Kohen Gadol can't marry a woman, uh, again, chas uh, v'shalom. He himself seduced, right? So a Kohen Gadol uh, violated or seduced a woman. Uh, we say that in a typical case of a Naramurasa, if a woman's violated, he has to take her in forever. So, but the Kohen Gadol is not allowed to take uh, a, a Baula that, that was violated. So if he himself violates a woman, he can't take her in. Okay? But what if he did marry her? So we don't make them, we don't make them get uh, separated. However, and what about Javier? It doesn't necessarily have to be his friend. Let's say, right, a guy, fellow Jew. what? Fellow Jew. A fellow Jew, thank you. So a fellow Jew violates a woman and she comes to the coin Gadol and she says, please don't make me marry that man. I mean, you can understand that, right? He, vi- he violated her. So he says, you know what? I'll marry you. Can he do that? Well, he can't do that because she was violated. He's not allowed to marry a woman that was violated. But if he does, Bim Nasa, so then, right, Rabbi Lezer bin Yaakov Amar Avlad, Chalal Vlad Kasher. So, so the question is, is the Vlad a Chalal or not? Because that would have been an Isser. That is a Machlokas. Um, and, so that's, that's the Brysa. Now, Im Nasa, Nasa, what about the first case that he stayed married? Amaravuna, Amarav, Umotzi Beget, which means he can marry her, but he can't stay with her. In other words, he can, it, the, the Kiddushin is Chal. That's what it means. But he obviously, according to Ravuna, is making a very, very important modification. The Kiddushin is Chal. But you have to get divorced. But that's not what it sounds like. It sounds like he can continue to be married with her. So I'm Ravach Yaakov. No, what it means is Lomar, as we arrive at Samachavalov, She'ein Misham Knas Mimifuta. Oh, no, what, what it means when it says that he remains married is don't forget, this person who violated her, right, he has to, what? He has to both take her in and he has to pay a knas to her dad. Well, if a Kohen Gadol violated her, so then he can't, he can take her in, which is to say, what it means is he doesn't have to pay the knas, but he certainly would have to divorce her. So we'll continue here tomorrow with the top line on Samachamad Aleph.